BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Breeze Nation, what is good? It is your boy, Path the Designer, back at it again. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. As always, man, hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Uh, appreciate you guys for showing so much love, as always, on today's show. We got to talk about putting it on paper. We've talked about this Bears team. We've broken down this Bears team. We've gone over it a million times. Now it's time to put it on paper. My 2022-2023 season predictions for the Chicago Bears. We're also going to listen in on some of the press conferences, break down what they're saying over there. Uh, and then also want to get into a little bit of the Deshaun Watson conversation, kind of what's happening there. Uh, and then Brittany Griner uh, uh, potentially being sentenced to nine years in prison. Want to have a little bit of a conversation about that. A lot of things to get to today, man. Got, got to jump into it. Appreciate you guys for bearing with me. Had some technical difficulties early on with this mug, man. Getting the show set up and stuff like that. Sometimes restream the one because we're going to speak on that. But hey, we're here. The show is happening. Uh, appreciate you guys for bearing with me yesterday as well, dog. I was struggling out here. With the uh, so yesterday, right? I went to the dentist, um, which I haven't been to the dentist in a while. I just it was one of those things, right? Like as an adult, nobody made me go, so I just didn't go. So I went to the dentist yesterday. They numbed my mouth up. I'm coming home talking crazy. Can't can't figure out how words work anymore. Had to record content through that. I was out here Kanye West in it yesterday. So I appreciate you guys for bearing with me missing yesterday. There was no way I was going to be able to do a two-hour show, though, all of that. Um, let's get it cracking, though, man. Let's get into this, right? Because I want to give... My final season predictions. Now, here's the thing, right? I also want to throw this caveat in there because I know how a lot of people are with this stuff, right? Like season predictions is way too early. It's all this. A lot of things can change in an NFL season. I understand that. It is okay. I am going to give my prediction based off the things that I've seen, based off where I think this team is at, and based off how I think this team is going to prove true throughout the season. That does not mean that things can't change. That does not mean that I won't be wrong. I just don't care. <laughs> Let's get into this, though, man. Let's break this down. And as you guys can see, man, we got the poll up in the chat. So vote on the poll. Let me know kind of where you guys think the Bears will finish out. We're going to do this together. Let's go through it, right? Week one, let's jump straight into this schedule breakdown. Week one, 
versus the San Francisco 49ers. We now know that we're facing Trey Lance. I think that's a very uh, a big difference maker for the Chicago Bears going into this. And here's the thing, right? The Bears last season, even with the up and down schedule that they had, um, were still a top team in sacks. What does that mean for this early game? So they were top six, I believe, in sacks in the NFL last season. What does that mean for this early game? You got a young quarterback who's getting his first opportunity at at uh, uh, the Apple, right, and and who's going to be trying to move around and get away and do all these things and try to stay poised and understand. But he's still a young quarterback in Trey Lance. Hitting young quarterbacks usually ends up causing the causing those guys to kind of struggle a little bit. So for me, right, the 49ers week one is a very big way for this Bears team to get off the ball quickly. And you heard Matt Eberflus talking about yesterday, right? I believe it was with NFL Network, that the defense is ahead of the offense. And at this point in the year, the defense is often ahead of the offense. So for me, I'm starting this thing off. The fact that Trey Lance is in there makes this tough. But for me, I'm switching my before prediction now that i've kind of broken down what this team is i'm gonna start this thing off with the bears starting the season with a dub we're starting the season off with a dub now here's the thing i don't think it's a high scoring dub i don't think it's a dub where the bears are out here dominating because i do believe that the chicago bears are going up against one of the best defenses in the nfl and outside of just getting the thing getting the ball to trey lance you also have to think about the fact that when you're talking about what the 49ers offense is and how they kind of attack this thing and how how Jimmy Garoppolo was so uh, 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 explosive in that offense, right, was the fact that there was a lot of underneath stuff. There was a lot of short stuff outside that Debo Samuel was able to turn into long stuff going down the field uh, for a touchdown. So there's going to be a lot of stuff where the Bears outside DBs have to contain in this game. I think that's going to be a tough one. I'm going to give them the dub here. I'm not going to lie to you, though. I don't feel great about the dub, but I am going to give the Bears the dub here week one. Um, and I think that's going to be an interesting game to see kind of where this defense is at because I think they got a lot of weaponry over there that you got to worry about. Let's jump straight into week two, man. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this, right? This is kind of my my... I just want to run through game by game, put it on paper so that I know what I have, so that you guys know what I have, and so that we're not coming into the season with a, well, Pat, you said we were going to win this game, and then you said we were going to lose this game. That stuff changes week by week. Listen, if the Bears run off a string of like 10 wins versus top teams, then sure. Uh, Week two, though, versus the Green Bay Packers. I am putting that one down as an L. We're trying to find a spot as well uh, to host uh, an event for this. So if you guys know any bars and stuff like that, let me know of any bars that you know of, and, and we would love to get in there and and be, uh, 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 um, you know, and have have a live event. Don, Don Burr, I didn't shout out the chat either. My bad. I tweaked on that. Don Burr's in the chat already uh, said the Bears will get zero wins and 17 losses. What Don Burr doesn't understand is he's predicting his own record there. Um, we've also got Dantavius in the chat was good. Isaac in the chat was good. Cache in the chat was good. I know you thought the show wasn't coming today, man. Uh, Isaac, uh, I said Isaac, all right. Uh, Jay Capone in the chat, what's going on with you, my boy? Shout out to you for pulling up, man. Uh, week two, I do have as an L. Listen, I understand uh, everything Justin Fields said. I understand he wants to beat the Packers. I All of that, right? I don't think we're there yet. And I think that there's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle with this thing. Now, And the Packers, right, they lost a couple of pieces, uh, a major piece in Devontae Adams, but they didn't lose the guy that was getting him the ball. And a lot of times, right, Aaron Rodgers was putting that ball in, in – 
perfect position for Devontae Adams to be great. I think Aaron Rodgers can continue to do that. Um, I think as far as an offensive line, Aaron Rodgers didn't lose much in losing Lucas Patrick there. I think that they're going to be okay kind of this season as standing in front of them. And, and I think that that's going to be a really tough challenge for the Bears week two. And the fact that it's in Green Bay, you're talking about an entirely new team essentially coming in with an entirely new system heading to Green Bay week two. I don't see the Bears coming out of that with a win. I think that's going to be probably the toughest game. Um that they're going to have for a while early in the season. Yeah, I mean, so for me, right, I, I think uh, uh, Bears take an L in that one. I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to be Aaron Rodgers, right? And the pressure, blitzing Aaron Rodgers does not do anything for him, right? Like Aaron Rodgers versus the Blitz is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, probably in NFL history. And then Aaron Rodgers, if you just stand pat and wait back, right, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and definitely in NFL history there, so Couple of couple of tough games to start the season off. I got the Bears going one and one early. Um and I mean, listen, then the schedule like dives off. This is the this is the thing when I'm talking about the Bears where I say I'm not worried about the Bears as far as a uh having a terrible season or having a three-win season. Um, because this schedule is atrocious. You go after the Packers, right? Week three, you come home. By the way, week uh, week one is in Chicago. Week two is in Green Bay. Week three, you come back home to play the Texans. Um, and they are a absolute dumpster fire. There, there's what, what breakdown would you like me to give you on the Texans? Um, they they basically don't have an offensive line to stand in front of Davis Mills. Um, th- their best weapon is gone now. Who was Will Fuller? Um, is Will Fuller still on that team? I don't even think he's on that team. They basically went all defense in the draft. That defense that Lovey Smith coaches is going to take a couple of years to kind of gel together. Um, yeah, that that's going to be a a that will be a game where the Chicago Bears look like a dominant football team. I think I think Davis Mills is going to spend a lot of time in that game on his back. I think he's going to have a tough time. Uh, uh, coming away with a win there in Chicago. Also, uh, uh, well, September. September should be nice in the city, man. I'm not trying. Oh, no, that's October. October should be nice in the city, so he won't have that. No, it is September. Hold on. Wait, date, date, date. Yeah, September 25th. So he should be all right there. So I got the Bears getting a dub week three. That puts the Bears at two and one right here. That's not a bad start to your season. And guess what? They go out to New York to play the New York football Giants in week four. And I'm not going to lie to you there. I think the same thing applies that I just said to the Bills or or to the Texans. Now, what I will say that's a little bit different about uh, uh, um, the the, uh, uh, Giants is that they've got players on that team that absolutely could carve the Chicago Bears up, right? If you get Saquon Barkley going – you know what he's able to do. You know what he's capable of. If you get, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they've got to allow time for that offensive line to jail probably by week four or five. If that offensive line is going to become something, they'll, ha- they'll start to be looking in motion. Uh, and so I think that's something that you definitely have to take into account when you're talking about playing the Giants. I don't think it's going to be a body slam game. I don't think we just blow them these guys out of the water. But I do think that there's something to be said uh, for the Bears getting a win versus the Texans, get it, having two wins going into that, Justin Fields building up a little bit of confidence, that Giants defense does not scare me in the slightest. I don't care what rookies you went out there and got. I think that Justin Fields could, couldn't beat that. And I, I just, listen, they're in the same spot we are. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying the Bears are going to be this dominant team, but the Giants are in the same spot we are. They're starting things over. They have new coaches. They're putting a new system in place, and they just have players that just aren't very good at the end of the day. So I'm going to pick the Bears to come out with a dub in that one. I do have the Bears starting 3-1 and one in the first quarter of this season. I had them 2-2. Two and two. I could still see them being 2-2. Two and two. That Niners game is kind of a toss-up for me, but I do want to know how you guys feel, man. Hit that like button, uh, uh, um, subscribe to the page, and let me know how you guys feel in the comments on the in the chat and in the comments below. Appreciate you guys for uh, for pulling up and rocking with us, man. We're gonna keep this thing moving along. Uh, week five, week five. One day I should just go through the Detroit Lions schedule just to see what Don Burr's uh, uh, <laughs> how bad they're gonna be. Uh, Jared Goff's coaching or uh, playing quarterback, so that could be anything. But just for Don Burr, I might go through the 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 I said the Giants, the Lions schedule one day just to just to mess with him. Uh, as we come into Week Five, right? We got the Vikings in Week Five. That's going to be a tough game. This is where I think the Bears might run into a little bit of trouble, right? We had a couple of games where I feel like the Bears absolutely can come ahead and get some wins in there. I think there's a couple of games where the Bears are going to get some losses coming down this stretch here, and I think this Vikings game is one of them. That's October 9th at noon. I do see the Bears getting an L here. I'm not. I, I think the biggest thing is right. Like you're going to have a lot of weaponry that you're going to have to you're going to have to go up against right you talk about Thielen you're talking about Jefferson you're talking about uh, uh um why can't I think of their running back name right now that that Akeem Hicks essentially hated right and you don't have Akeem Hicks up the middle to stop now I do give credit to Justin Jones right but they've got a ton of weapons there Kirk Cousins doesn't have to be great for that team to be pretty good right I, I'm not sleeping on the Vikings I I understand and Matt Nagy's not here right that's the one team that Matt Nagy always could f- find a way to scheme against but I, I, I I'm not sleeping on the Vikings uh, uh um in the slightest right um I don't think that Kirk Cousins is an amazing quarterback. I don't think he's a he's a oh my god we can't beat this guy kind of quarterback. Delvin Cook, thank you, uh, uh, Corey. Um, Delvin, I, I just think that there's enough weaponry around him that that Vikings team is dangerous. Do I think that the Bears could possibly split with them? Maybe with the game later in the season, but I think for for the first time seeing them, there's going to be a a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of a struggle for the Bears coming into that situation. Uh, blessings to you in the chat, says new coaches for the Vikings. Also, new coaches, new GM. All A lot of the same situations, right? But these players are used to playing with each other, and that's a big difference, right? There's got, there's a new system that's there, but there's guys that on this field that Kirk Cousins knows their tendencies already. He already knows, and, and there's just more of them. Um, there's, there's just more guys that, that have already been there. There's a core that's already built. There's continuity that's already built. Um, and so for me, right, like I, I, I see the Vikings getting a dub over us in that one. I don't know if it's a blowout dub. I, I think it might be, I think the bears are going to be in a lot of close games, right? I think they're going to be the, the team where the, uh, uh um, I think they're going to be the team where there's going to be a lot of field goal games where it comes down to the last second bucket or, or our last second kick. Um, and they're going to be on the losing end of some of those. They're going to be on the winning end of some of those. I, I just, I just feel like, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in this season. So right now, I got the Bears sitting at three and two, and I don't think it gets better heading into uh, uh, um, week. What is that? Week six. Week six versus the Commanders, October thirteenth. I think that's a tough defense to to, uh, 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 to try and beat. Yeah, I mean that's a tough defense. I don't believe at all, at all, 
in the quarterback situation going on over there. But I just think that's a really, really dominant defense that you're trying to beat there. You got Deron Payne back in there, right? And they've got Terry McLaurin. I think we got guys that can that can compete with Terry McLaurin. But I, I just feel like that defense is going to be really tough for a brand new offense to try to beat. Now, again, right, this is a completely this could be a completely up and down situation. By by week four, I could feel completely different heading into week six. I do feel like the Bears take an L here versus the Commanders. Um, oh, I hate I hate that name so much. <laughs> but I do feel like the Bears take an L here versus the Commanders. Um, again, a team that's got some continuity involved in it, a team that, that's going to be able to get after you defensively, especially that front seven, right? That's going to be – I mean, listen, with, with the offensive line up woes that we've already talked about, that's going to be a scary thing for Justin to see. We saw kind of how he dealt with that last season. I do want to see kind of the differences, though. Not to say that this defense is on the same level as the Cleveland Browns, but how they get after you can be very similar, especially if they're in a winning situation. And so I think that could be a – uh, uh, interesting test for Justin, right? To see, okay, how do you deal with a defense that can get after you like this defense can? Um, so I, I'm, I'm giving them an L versus the Commanders. I think we do take two L's back to back weeks. Um, and like I said, I think, I think this is probably, if we're being 100 percent honest, right? This is probably the toughest part of your schedule here. This is probably the toughest part of your schedule here. Um, because right now, right after that, after that commanders game, you take on the Patriots uh October 24th, 7 15 p.m. in New England. Now, I do believe that the Bears can match up against the Patriots pretty well. I don't think the Patriots have any weapons that really scare me. The thing that scares me most about the Patriots is Bill Belichick. Uh, and especially Bill Belichick going up against rookie head coaches. It usually doesn't fare well for the rookie head coaches in those situations, right? You usually don't see the rookie head coaches coming out with a with a ton of wins versus Bill Belichick. Now, I I think that there's a chance that, that this could be a competitive game just because Bill doesn't have all the talent in the world on his team. Um, but I still got to pick the Vikings in this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sorry, the uh, the Patriots in this one. I, I I have a tough time ever picking against Belichick and or Brady. I mean, like, you'll, you'll rarely hear me say, no, yeah, Bill's outmatched in this one. They're going to dominate this guy. Like, even when Cam Newton was there, I was kind of still like, I don't know. I don't know. Belichick and Brady, or uh, Belichick, he'll, he'll figure out a way. Bro, they were going up against the Bills. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I picked the Patriots just because I was like, I don't, I don't really pick against Belichick. Uh, and never have, man. I never have. Um, so for me, I, I, I'm giving the bears an L here and it, it sucks because they, this is the moments where your team could take a turn for the worst, right? This, these are the moments where you could say, oh, the bears started off three and one, and then they lost three in a row. And these are the moments, right? Where, where you really find out what your team is made of. I think the bears have have a good makeup of guys here but losing three games in a row losing three weeks in a row it's a lot of losses I how are they going to be able to bounce back from that if they do indeed go through that situation that's what's going to be the most interesting thing to see from the Chicago uh, Bears heading into that one man um, after that we take on the Cowboys and I'm gonna be real with you this is completely just the homer in me and probably the fact that I hate the Cowboys. I got the Bears getting a dub versus Cowboys. 
out the reasoning behind it is because the Cowboys seem to always, now this is in Dallas, but the Cowboys seem to always find a way to make games that they should absolutely dominate, absolutely dominate, seem competitive. The Cowboys should dominate the Chicago Bears this season. The Cowboys should blow the Bears out this season. They should be such a better team than us. But what do we see every year? Have we seen a season in the last five years where it wasn't a close race out there in the NFC East? Where there wasn't a chance that the Giants could still make the playoffs? That the Eagles could still make the playoffs? Right? So I, I'm not saying that, that we're going to be leaps and bounds better than this Cowboys team. I'm not even saying that we're better than this Cowboys team. The Cowboys should beat us. On paper, they should do everything to destroy us. We should lose by 40. But then it's the Cowboys. Then it's, then it's Dak Prescott. Then it, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that's what I always look at with this. Like, there are teams that should just be better on paper 100% of the time. That was the Bears the last two years. On paper, the Bears should have been a, a much better team. But I'll tell you this. That, that might be me picking with my heart. I'm going, cow, I'm going Bears dub over the Cowboys, right? That puts the Bears at three and four on the season to that point. Appreciate you guys for tuning in, man. 52 in here. Hit that like button. Let's get these likes up in this job, man. Hold on. Let me, let me hit you with the uh, – also, man, if you guys want to talk with us outside of football, Don Burr, you definitely should join in, man, just, just to troll in the Discord and just to get – I mean, you'd get eviscerated over there, but, like, it's fun anyway. Uh, <laughs> join up on the Discord. You guys should see the link in the chat as well. Uh, and and I'm also keeping an eye on we're, – we're moving this kind of – I'm moving this along kind of quickly-ish because I know the Bears are going to be doing press conferences and stuff like that. So I want to, uh, I want to, I want to keep it going and and move this uh, uh, um, so that we can listen in to what the Bears are talking about in the press conferences today. Uh, hopefully, we don't get some more special teams guys. Uh, I feel you on your statements, man. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you, McSeason. Hey, bro, listen. I'm not saying that the Bears are this leaps and bounds better team than the than the Cowboys. But I have no belief in the Cowboys. Uh, I feel the same way about the Dolphins. Dolphins are putting a lot on Tua's back. Um, I don't think that Tua's that good of a quarterback. I, I've said that on many occasions. I think that there's a lot of things going on outside of just what's happening on the field in that organization. And, yeah, I like Tyreek Hill. Yes, I like Jalen Waddle. I do think that defense is a little bit more dominant uh, uh, um, coming into this season than last season, and they were a pretty good defense last season. I think that uh, that Dolphins team, to me, though, Two is two is he's got to show me right like like I said by that point in the season I might be completely different I might feel completely different but I don't believe that two is the guy that's going to get that done there I don't believe that he's going to be able to uh, uh, um, get the ball to Tyree just getting the ball to Tyree getting the ball to Jalen Waddle you know what I mean? those are important things unless they're going to play a very underneath scheme but I don't feel like they're doing that much either so I I've got the Bears getting a dub over the Dolphins um again this is the part of the schedule where all of a sudden right you can feel good I think that two is the the one piece on that team that is the weakest link on that team they fixed the offensive line they fixed, uh, uh, they got you more weapons. They got you solid running back. 
They've got a good defense. I think two is just going to be kind of mid. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be that here we go kind of guy. Uh, Patter, they still having press conferences today, even though the players are off today. They normally do, but maybe not. They might not. Um, they might not. That would be that's a good that's a good statement. They might not have press conferences today. I didn't even think about that. I don't know. I, I know usually they'll send up like a couple of people, but we probably don't want to talk to them. So that's all good. If they don't, they don't. I'm fine. Um, but we'll see. So right now I've got the Bears sitting at four and four versus the Dolphins. Now, again, I said this is the point in the season where I'm going to have to towel some of you guys off because I think the Bears are going to run off a string of wins here versus subpar teams because guess who's the next team on the list? The Detroit Lions dub everything I just said about uh, everything I just said about the uh, Miami Dolphins. I feel the same way about the Lions. I think the Lions have some nice pieces. I really like TJ Hawkinson. I will definitely be taking him in my draft. Um, I like Jamison Williams. I like I like uh, uh, um, what they put around. What's his name? Uh, 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 why can't I? I, I want to say Jared Goff. I like what they put around Jared Goff. But I don't like Jared Goff. There's zero belief in Jared Goff. Jared Goff is not a good quarterback. There's a reason that the Rams moved on from him so willy-nilly. He's not a good quarterback. Goff cost the Lions at a minimum two games last year. Now, granted, he had some games where he brought y'all back in it. But Goff absolutely cost the Lions at a minimum two games last year just on decision-making alone. He's just not that talented. He's not that good of a quarterback. I have no belief in him. I think the Bears will be in his backfield all day. I think they'll be knocking him over. I think he'll be in his own head. I think he'll be trying to figure it out. Like, come on, bro. Come on. Stop it. Stop it, Don Burr. Stop it. Don Burr keyboard is on fire over there trying to trying to write up this message for why the Detroit Lions are going to get a win. Like, that, that's a terrible quarterback situation. And, and, and I'm going to be real with you, dog. I'm not impressed by the fact that your coach can do push-ups either. <laughs> can he coach? That's the thing. I don't want to see him crying because he's taking L's. Dub for the Bears versus the Lions, man, all day. Stop playing with me, Don Burr. Not playing with me up in here, man. See, I get the see. This is the thing. I actually like Don. That's that's the other thing about it. <laughs> I actually like Don. I mess with Don. Um, as Ringo once said, the Lions gonna lion. The Lions are gonna lion, bro. It's been how many years? How many years? Your best players for the past forty years are Barry Sanders, Matt Stafford, and and Megatron. Come on, dog. You barely beat a tore down Lions team last year. Oh, hey, last year's a whole different year, my boy. And guess what? Barely beat is still beat. Barely beat is still beating. You know how we beat them? How did we beat them, Don Burr? Who helped us get that victory on the Lions side? Come on, Don. Come on, Don. You know it. You know it. Come on. Say it. Say it. Come on, Don. You could you could put all the Super Bowl appearances, divisional wins, all that stuff, Don. You know the you know the truth. You know the truth. Come on, Don. Who helped us win that game? Go ahead, say it. 
Go ahead and say it. Who gave that game to the Chicago Bears, Don? Who gave that game to the Chicago? No, I'm not moving on until he say it. He know. He know 100% how the Bears won that. <laughs> Trying to talk about the Lions are going to win something out here. He knows 110% how we, how we won that game, bro. <laughs> Talking about y'all barely beat the Lions. Come on, Don. Who gave that game away? It's two words. You can type faster than that. You're not that old, brother. <laughs> hey, come on. What are we talking about? The Lions? The Lions? The Lions. Don, I will personally, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'm so confident you guys won't win one game versus us this year. I will buy you a jersey if y'all win a game versus us this year. Whichever Detroit land you like. Whichever Detroit line you like on the current team, I ain't getting you. A, I ain't getting you an old school jersey. That must be expensive. They be, <laughs> they be taxing on them must. I will buy you a jersey if y'all beat us one game this year, and you can count on that. I got jerseys hanging around here. By the way, hit that subscribe button. We're giving the Zach Levine jersey away at fifteen thousand subscribers. Let's get the fifteen thousand subscribers, man. And B-Bill, B-Bill said, I'll admit it, the Lions made some good moves in the offseason. I agree. I 100% agree. But who gave us that game? The refs. Stop it, Don. Stop it, Don. (laughs) Stop it, Don. The refs. You know who gave that game away. I will buy you a jersey. (laughs) Blessings to you said, I'll donate that jersey. I'll donate to that jersey. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. You'll never... I always got free smoke for Detroit. Even if I'm wrong, I always got free smoke for Detroit. I like the Don's here because I like the Detroit battle, man. I got to cut this out of the clip when I do all this, man. I didn't I did went in on, on Detroit for <laughs> 20 minutes on this one. Oh, man. Yes, I am that confident, bro. Did I write that win down? Uh, that's it. Them, them, them. Hold on. Where, did I say, where else I say we get a win? That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Dub versus Lions. Easy. The Falcons. That's another team that is completely in flux. That's another team that, to me, uh, is completely in a different situation. Now, to keep an eye on them, right? Because Tevin Jenkins might be heading down there. But to me, I look at that Falcons team and I love Cordero Patterson. I would love to have him here. Um, but if I'm, if I'm looking at just where that Falcons team is at and how they're going to find their way in the right direction, right? They missed out. They didn't go after any of the quarterbacks. Like they had cap issues. I get that, but, but you didn't go after any of the quarterbacks. You brought in Tua essentially, um, as your starting QB, I would have thought that you were going to do a little bit more there. I think they drafted a rookie as well for their QB position there, but two is going to be your starter. I love Kyle Pitts, but I can't draft him this season because I don't think he's going to see the ball enough. Um, I just, I, that's such a tough situation for me. No Calvin Ridley down there. There's going to be a lot of flux in there. That, that's a bad team. That's a bad team. Like, listen, I don't, again, I don't think the Chicago Bears are a great team. But I think the schedule's easy. So, 
That's a dub for me as well. This is the reason why I said I'm going to have to towel off Bears fans. I want y'all to understand this right here. I have the Bears season as currently stands going L, dub, dub, or hold on, dub, L, dub, dub, three and one, three losses in a row, four and three, and then five dubs. There's nothing dominant about that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I really just, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, that's eight. Yeah, that's right. Because how I got us finishing the season, Jets. Okay, that's somewhere in there. I feel like I I wrote this down wrong. I don't know. I'll go back and fix it. Um, But yeah, at a minimum, four. Oh, no, that's right. Five dubs. Because I got us beating the Cowboys, Dolphins, Lions, and Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Cowboys, Vikings, Lions, Valley. It's just not a good. It's just not a good schedule. Oh no, the Jets is the last one I got us beating. That's where five came in. Uh, the Jets is is on there as well. It's just not a good schedule to me. It's not a good schedule to me. I don't think that the Bears are going up against competitive teams. I think they're going up against teams that are in the same situation as them. As I look at it, I don't feel like this is a strong. Uh, and and I'm not going to be fooled by it. I'm not going to be fooled by it. I'm not going to be fooled by year one of the Bears winning a bunch of games versus meaningless teams. I'm not. These are meaningless teams. None of these teams matter. If we beat the Cowboys, that's a good win. If we beat the Cowboys, that's a good win. But outside of that, do you feel good if we beat the Dolphins, the Lions, the Falcons, or the Jets? I don't. I feel like they're teams you're supposed to beat. I feel like they're teams you're supposed to beat. You're a bad team and they're a bad team. And guess what? I think it comes down to earth real quick. I think it comes back to earth real quick because the next week you got the Packers. And the Packers aren't a good team. I'm sorry, are a good team. All those other guys, right? We're going to feel good. We're going to feel great. We're going and then we got the Packers. Who have a great defense? Who have an all-time quarterback? That's where things change there. That's where it gets tough. That's where you look at this thing and you're like, okay, well, if we're talking about what this Bears team is going to be, yeah, they should be able to compete versus some of these mediocre competition teams. But then here come the Packers. (laughs) And that's where another L for me comes in. (laughs) <laughs> and that's where another L for me comes in. 
Uh, I think I think we're just we're just not going to match up very well with them. There's there, I don't think there's much we can do against Aaron. I don't think there's much that I, I think beating that defense will be tough. They're one of the few tough defenses we play this season. They're one of the few. T- I mean, we only play four tough defenses this season. And so I see the Bears coming out with an L out out of the Packers. I think that's going to be I, – I think it'll be a closer game. I'll say that. I think it'll be a closer game. But I do believe that the the team will still not have enough. Yeah, I mean, I I think that they still won't have enough. Uh, Luke Getze's revenge game. I think the best opportunity for Luke Getze to have a revenge game is early in the season. If you win week two, that's your best chance. I don't see him winning week two, but week two to me is your best chance because guys are still getting things implemented. Guys are, I mean, Aaron Rodgers will still be getting used to not having Devontae Adams there, right? Like, that's your best chance to me. If you don't get that, I don't see you getting this one. If you don't get that, I don't see you getting this one. I just don't. So right now, what I got the Bears sitting at. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins. And one, two, three, four, five losses. And then this is where the season takes a turn. Got the Eagles coming to town December 18th. Philly's used to the cold. Philly's used to the winter. I think that that's going to be a... a uphill battle for the Chicago Bears. I think they're in a in a situation that the Bears are in as well, but that's also a playoff-tested team. That's a team that got into the playoffs last year. That's a team that I think is going to take a step forward. I think Jalen Hurts takes a step forward. I like their offensive weapons on that team. I like their offensive line. And I just, I just, I like what the Eagles can bring. Again, a team that that just kind of shows where uh, uh um the the Bears could be moving forward, moving towards, right? that the Bears could be moving towards. But I don't think the Bears are going to be there yet. And so I've got the Bears taking an L there. Um, I think the Bears just, I, I, I just don't see the Bears coming away with a lot of wins at the end of this schedule. I think our fun is going to be had in the middle of the season because right after that, December 24th, we're playing the Bills. That's going to get ugly. That one's going to get ugly to me. That one's going to get ugly to me. <laughs> That's the one where I think, ugh. That Von Miller on that Bills defense that was already the best defense in the, in, in the NFL. Attaching that with Josh Allen, who's got more weapons and is just a dominant player. And has become one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, probably a top five QB in the NFL. Yeah, you're, we're, we're in trouble. There. That's an L for me. And then guess what? We got the Lions again, Don Burr. We got the Lions again. We got the Lions again. Dub. Big dubs versus the Lions. And then the Vikings the second time. I think at the end of the season, we finish the season off with an L. That puts the Bears at what? Nine and eight. I puts this Bears team at nine and eight. Um, I think that they'll be 
as, as I've sat down and kind of just gone through a lot of the teams and a lot of the issues that teams have had and stuff like that, um, and a lot of the growth that a lot of these teams have had, I, I, I think that's an okay season for us. I think that still has us finishing probably in third place just because I think the Lions are a dumpster fire. Um, and, I mean, that that just that's, – that's not better. It's not great. It's better for us, right? It's moving the right direction. You feel better about the team, but I still think the Vikings will be better. I still think the Packers will be better. I think they'll be the, the class of the division. Still puts us in third place. Um, and it, it doesn't have me feeling, oh, my God, great about this team. Now, what I will say is I think Justin Fields has some nice games in there. I think it's absolutely moving in the right direction for the Bears, uh, especially year one. I think the fact that you'll probably be playing two third-place schedules two years in a row will definitely benefit the Bears heading into year two of this system with Matt Eberflus, but I don't expect a lot. And I'll tell you what, this is the NFL. I can see this going one uh, uh, uh Two wins one way, two wins the other way. I can see the Bears being seven and ten. I can see the Bears finding a way to be. I don't. I don't know about eleven. I, I. I'm gonna stick with what I said. I can see him being nine and eight, above five hundred, mediocre. But I can see him losing a couple of the games that I said they'd win, because the teams that you're playing are not great. But you're also not great. But there's unknown, there's excitement, there's that year one. The Bears coaches in year one seem to do really well. It puts a spark in the team. They move in the right direction. They're moving. Yeah, I mean, like, those are things that you have to talk about. Pat must have forgot that the Bears O-line is pure trash. Well, if you were talking about last year's O-line, Don, I would absolutely agree with you. Um, But... You've got a lot of low penalty guys on this offensive line this season. Uh, you got a lot of guys that aren't going to make mental mistakes. You do have a rookie in Braxton Jones at the left tackle position, which is going to be an interesting thing. I don't want a rookie at that left tackle position, but as you look at the rest of that O line, uh, I don't know how you can say they're trash. Seeing as how you brought in two pieces that were really good pieces in other places, right? You had Riley Reef, who's been he's, he's had an up and down career, but he's been a solid right guard in his career. You've also got Michael or a right tackle in his career, I should say. You've also got Michael Schofield added to this offensive line who only allowed one sack last year and you've got Luke Getze who who is coming in at your starting center spot or not Luke Getze I'm sorry uh, Lucas Patrick who's coming in at your starting center spot and is going to be a really good starting center for the Chicago Bears because he was a really good starting center for the uh, uh, um, who am I there? for the Col- or for the Packers yeah I mean like I, I don't mind the debate, but let's be real. Like, I don't think this offensive line is as bad once they gel as we think they are. Now, I don't know about Doug Kramer's offensive line drills. <laughs> I will say that. I think that's going to be interesting. But I mean, let's just let's just be real about it, right? Like, I if if we're if we're gonna say like the things on the Bears that are bad, there there's some things that are definitely bad. But I can't say coming into the season that I feel as bad about this O-line as I did heading into last season with Jermaine Effetti <laughs> and Jason Peters. Yeah, you know I mean, like <laughs> Jermaine Effetti and Jason Peters. Like, I don't, I, I don't feel good about that. That the human turnstile. Um M-Man says this team goes nine and eight. I will be ecstatic. We're absolutely going six and eleven. Well, we'll see. Yeah, you know I mean, we'll see. And here's the thing, right? Like, not, nine and eight's not impressive either. Y'all understand that, right? 
starting guard on Green Bay. My bad, Brian. Good call. He started his center some too over there, though. He was they starting center for a couple of games because they lost what's his name? They lost a lot of people on that offensive line, honestly. Or maybe he just slid over. Maybe he started a guard and just ended up sliding over to center mid-game or something like that. But anyway. Um, no, I mean, I I just there's there's a lot on this team that I look at and I say, listen, I don't expect this team to be great. Nine and eight's not great versus this. Did you guys hear the teams that I said we could lose to? Like, there's good teams on here, but like, if the Bears say and and understand this, right? I could be wrong. Say say the Bears lose to the 49ers week one. We start off 0-2. Okay, we start off 0-2. Two games versus the Texans and Giants. Giants, Giants are in the same situation as us, and they got a star on their team in Saquon Barkley. They could definitely beat us. I think the commander's defense is a lot tougher. But the commanders could be a dub. Like, all of these games could switch, right? I, I'm not saying that the Chicago Bears are going to be this dominant force in the NFL. I'm not saying the Chicago Bears are going to be this uh, uh, um, this killer team in the NFL. What I'm saying is that most of the teams on this list are also mediocre. How many above 500 teams do you think we play this season? Like, honestly, 49ers might finish above 500. Packers will. Patriots might. Cowboys might. Cowboys probably will. Cowboys will. I'll give them that. And the Bills and the Eagles? The Bills and the Eagles? Those are the above 500 teams. Those are the teams that I look at in the preseason and I say for sure, you're going to finish above 500. Don't take me saying that the Bears go 9 and 8 this season. First off, don't take it as an expert saying it. I'm just this is just my prediction based on what I've seen from these teams. But don't take me saying that the Bears go 9 and 8 as me saying I feel great about this Bears team moving forward and that our future is so bright. It's not. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that all the teams on this list also suck. On this schedule, also suck. Maybe the Dolphins don't. We'll see. If two approves me wrong, two approves me wrong. But, like, me saying the Bears go 9-8, and we're playing a bunch of teams that are scrubs. We should. If this Bears team goes 6-11, and Versus this schedule, like, you shouldn't feel good about <laughs> the year one of the Bears or year two of the Bears or year three, right? Like, that, that's, 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 that's all I'm saying. I, I'm going into year two with so much skepticism on this Bears team, knowing that I feel like they're going to win. Even if they win, I, I'll, I'll give you one further. If this Bears team found a way to get 11 wins this season, 11 wins this season, I wouldn't feel good about them heading into the next season. That's how bad this schedule is.
That's how bad this schedule is. It's not like I'm 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 telling you guys that the Bears are going to the Super Bowl. And I think it just lines up well so that it looks better. Here's the thing as well. You got to take into account scheduling is what really kind of goes into account on this. Like, we play four bad teams in a row. And then we play a lot of good teams in a row. And then we play a lot of bad teams in a row. Or backwards. We play we play good teams, and then we play bad teams, then we play good teams, and then we play a lot of bad teams in a row. Like, that's that's the whole where I see this Bears team standing at. This that's that's my whole reasoning on that. So that's my prediction for the 2022-2023 season. Um let me guys know you your prediction down in the in the comments below, man. Uh Don Burr, I was serious about that, dog. If uh if y'all beat us one game. I'll get you that jersey. Whichever one you want. Who you want? He says, size large or extra large for my Detroit jersey. Swift, please don't order it from China. No, nah, no, nah, I got you. I got you. I get you a, a Fanatics Swift jersey if y'all beat us one game. For sure. Because I get, here's, here's one thing I know. Here's one thing I know. Blessing said he'll put it in on it. Here's one thing I know. Y'all are trash. <laughs> and y'all are going to be trash. Now, see, Brian, Brian, I ain't going that far. Brian says we can win the division. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, though. I don't know about that. DeMond says, no, uh, y'all are only Bears fans that don't scout other teams. Oh, I, I, look, I watch the other teams. I look at the other teams. That's the whole reason I'm making this list. I spent a bunch of time yesterday breaking down what these other teams can do and how these guys can play. But. What about these other teams makes you feel good? Honestly, what about the Jets puts them above the Bears? What about the Giants puts them above the Bears? That's the part that nobody, like, believe in these national narratives, dog. The Falcons. The Lions. What tells you that they're a better team than the Bears? What what scheme, what play style, what what? Yeah, you know I mean, that's what I'm looking at. The national media has decided that the Bears are going to be the ones that they attack all season and try and piss them off and all that, blah, blah, blah. But there's nothing about these other teams that I see that I feel like, oh, they're dominant. Don Burr, the roster alone. Okay. Don Burr, Detroit's roster. Swift better than Moon or Swift better than Montgomery. Was Swift a uh uh um thousand yard rusher last season? Because David Montgomery was as well. And he was underutilized. And he missed time. In this season, they're actually gonna use Khalil Herbert, who was one of the few running backs. That also 
ran for 100 yards on the the Buccaneers who didn't let anybody else do that. Darnell Mooney, 1,000-yard receiver. You got one of those? You got a 1,000-yard receiver on your team? Because we do. And he was in a terrible scheme. He was getting underutilized. I mean, like it, it's it's there's nothing leaps and bounds like we can we can have the like fan base debate, but there's nothing leaps and bounds better about most of these teams on this schedule than the Chicago Bears. The one team that has something that I think is leaps and bounds better is the Giants that have uh, uh, um, Saquon Barkley. The Giants with Saquon Barkley is the one thing that's leaps and bounds better than anything the Bears can put on the field. That's it. That's the only team out of all of these teams that has a player that is leaps and bounds better than what the Chicago Bears can put on the field. Maybe Mac Jones takes a step for the Patriots. Maybe. Maybe. Cowboys, I think, is a team that definitely has players that are leaps and bounds better. I just don't believe in them. But the Falcons, the Jets... I, I, I'm not like <laughs> it's it, it's so funny. Pat, didn't the Bears lose to the Bucks thirty-eight to three last season? Did we? We might have. Bears, Buccaneers. Yep, thirty-eight to three. Sure did. That doesn't change the fact that he ran for over 100 yards on him. That that tells me exactly what I know about Matt Nagy. He don't want to use the running backs. (laughs) That that tells me exactly what I need to know about Matt Nagy. (laughs) I mean, but I I also think that's that's a, a completely different situation where you're talking about this team coming into this season as well. How have they built this team? They built this team to run to its strengths. There's a fullback on this team. They're going to run the ball heavy on this team. I don't expect to see Justin Fields with a 4,000-yard season this year. If he gets to 3,500 yards, I'll clap it up. Honestly. Do you believe in Monty? Yeah, I believe in Monty, but here's the thing about Monty, right? Um, he he's a he's a running back. 
<laughs> Y'all know how I am with running backs, bro. Like, I believe in him. He could be great. Get it, get it, Khalil, get Khalil Herbert in there. Don Burr, how can you run the ball behind probably the worst offensive line in football? And see, Don, that's how I know you're not actually looking at what the Bears do. Because if you were watching what the Chicago Bears did, and if you were watching when the Bears ran the football last season, even with how putrid that offensive line was, you would know that they actually ranked out as one of the better offensive lines with run blocking. Like, I get the Detroit versus Chicago. I'm fine with that. I'm with it. Listen, it's free smoke. I think y'all got better, though. Like, I can make an honest assessment. I do think y'all got better. I just still think y'all trash. I think your quarterback's terrible. That's that's really all it is. I I think if I think if you're talking about what's wrong with the with the uh uh um Detroit Lions, they put a team around guys or they they put a team around a guy that's not good and they didn't put a team around the guy that was really good. Pat, this O-line is a joke. My O-line is top five. Yours is bottom five. Yeah, but I, we were talking about run blocking specifically. We were talking about how they weren't using the run blocking previously. We were talking about how this Bears team, when Matt Nagy actually did run the football, they actually graded out as a pretty good run blocking offensive line. So you can spout numbers and you can yell. That's the same That's the same thing as Bears fans last season that came out and yelled, this defense is, is going to be... Uh, 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 this defense is better. We should hold on to Sean Desai. This defense did a lot of good because they were top five in sacks and they were top five in uh, uh, um, in in what was it? It it was yards allowed or something like that. Yeah, they were top five in sacks and top five in yards allowed. They were bottom five in touchdowns allowed. They were bottom five in points allowed. They were bottom five in red zone defense. But the numbers say that they were. Yeah, but that's not what it is. That doesn't help you win a game. Again, I'll say this until the cows come up. I'm not saying this Bears team is going to be crazy this season. I'm saying that Coach Flus is going to work to their strengths. He's not going to have Justin dropping back 40 times to throw the football. You know why? Because he understands there may be some limitations there in a new system. There's a lot that this Bears team can learn this season. But don't be fooled, Bears fans. I don't care if they get 13, 14, 15 wins. Don't be fooled, Bears. Now, nah, that's different. You dominate. You get 15 wins, that means you beat some good teams. But I don't care if they get if they get big wins or, or, or like I'm not, I'm not being fooled by year one of a coach ever again. Yeah, you know I mean, we've seen year one of a coach. We've seen year one of a coach multiple times. What happens when you go into year two of that coach and the schedule gets tougher?
That's the, that's what I'm talking about going into next season. Appreciate you guys for tuning in, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love. How many we got in here? We got 73 people in here, 27 likes, man. Y'all y'all not rocking with your boy? Hit that like button, man. Hit that like button. What's going on here? What's happening here? If you guys haven't done so, man, join up in the Discord. We have these conversations all the time. This is what we do. We talk football. We talk basketball. We talk baseball. We got Hayes over there, man. We got P-Kid in the chat. Y'all know it's a good conversation there. Don, bro, the whole world has <laughs> got to go. Hey, 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 Don, I wouldn't be talking with the toilet over there. Uh, um, here's the thing. If we're talking about Chicago platforms or, or, or uh, the rest of the world saying that we're going to pick number one, you mean the rest of the world that also said that the Bengals were going to be a worse team because they didn't pick offensive linemen last year? That the Bengals were going to win, lose more games because they didn't have offensive linemen last year? That, that that group of guys and that's the same media members that 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 said that DeMar DeRozan was uh, the worst free agent signing, which happened a year ago. Shout out to y'all, man. Um, yeah, I mean, like, listen, the media is the media. They have an agenda. They have something to push. They have something to talk about. They need something to talk about. And guess what? You know why they attack Bears fans and 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 the Bears right now? Because we we attack back. <laughs> Because <laughs> we attack back. Uh, so as long as we've beaten them, we have. Yeah, I'm checking the comments. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love, man. Let's keep it pushing along, man. We got a lot to talk about here. Um, Don just mad because I picked. Because uh, I picked against his Lions twice. Hey, Don, for real though, stick around, brother. If we, uh, if we, if, if y'all beat us one time, I'll, I'll, I'll get you that jersey, my boy. Um, let's keep it going, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love. Didn't want to get to a couple of other topics today. Just to kind of round out the show. Um, Steve-O, but you know what's funny, Pat? The media, he keeps speaking on don't talk Lions at all. You know what? It's not a bad take, but who wants to talk about the toilet? Um, so here's another thing that I really wanted to get into. Deshaun Watson, <laughs> essentially, the NFL can't get out of its way, bro. The NFL can't get out of its way. The NFL can't get out of its way. The NFL takes the time to come up with a system that has an independent arbiter that has no bias to the situation, that has no bias to what's happening around the NFL, that has no bias to Deshaun Watson playing on the field. She comes down and she levies a penalty of six games. The NFL's not happy with that. The NFL wants an indefinite ban on Deshaun Watson. And so they're now going to basically ignore everything that the independent arbiter just did for, what, five weeks, four weeks, something like that, 
And Roger Goodell is going to make the final decision. They're trying to essentially keep Deshaun Watson out of the NFL. There is a belief that Roger Goodell will essentially will uh, uh, levy a 17-game ban, a one-year ban, um, with an indefinite something, uh, something indefinite on it as well. But the problem is that Deshaun Watson can then immediately sue the NFL. And play week one. So now, even if he wins, or even if he loses, you could be talking about Deshaun Watson playing the full season. This is going to be something that's going to take months. And if he wins, he loses no time. Now, the legal situations aside, all the other stuff aside... you got a ruling that you felt wasn't enough, but it was a ruling that a system you put in place came up with. And now, instead of just going with that because you feel like there's going to be this crazy amount of backlash when he comes back, which is going to happen anyway, that there's going to be this, like, what, what difference do you think it makes, right? Like six games versus a year. Yeah. The Browns get them for, for 11 games this year and maybe a playoff run. What difference do you think it's going to die down next season? If he comes back and plays, do you think it's going to be different next season? If he comes back and plays, do you think that, that all of a sudden people are going to be like, oh, God, all these horrible things that you said Deshaun Watson did just went away if he comes back and plays? Right? Like, it, that nothing about what the NFL is doing in this situation makes no sense. I'll tell you this, right? When I look at how the league is run. The game of football is just so great because even with it being so moronically led, it's still one of the best sports. There is NFL football on tonight. The Hall of Fame game is tonight. And I will be tuning into the Hall of Fame game, which is a preseason game that means absolutely nothing. Like, that's football. That's football. But it's just such a poorly run organization. And when you look at it, like, especially with the, with the, the difference in penalties and the whole purpose of creating this independent arbiter is so that you cannot get uh, uh, called out for having this difference in in uh, 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 um, the penalties that you put, uh, what is it? Flash uh, Flash Gordon is out for twenty five plus games for smoking weed. But Calvin Ridley's out a year for gambling. But Ray Rice got two games. But Ray Rice got two games. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the whole purpose of you getting out of your own way. That's the whole purpose of you literally saying, we want an independent arbiter. And guess what? Now we don't want. Now we don't want to follow that ruling. Now we don't want to go down that path. Now we don't want to work with the independent arbiter. Now we, like, it, it makes no sense. And I'll be honest with you, right? The, the fact that you could have a judge going through an entire case and the judge is sitting there and says, this is my ruling on this. This is the evidence that I found. This is what I found to be true. Independent, right? Independent has no attachment to the NFL, no attachment to the Browns, no attachment to the Texans, nothing. Independent, six games. The fact that you can look at that and you can say, oh, okay, well, you know what? Six games isn't enough. We're going to allow Roger Goodell, who has no legal experience, who has no uh, 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 um, no time as a judge, no time on, on a bench, no time, none of that, to say, you know what? I'm going to make my decision based off of the evidence that I see fit. So you're smarter than the law school guy, lady now? You're smarter than the person that, that dedicated their life to doing this? You're, you're the end-all, be-all. You understand. We have to do what's best for the NFL. You want to know, sadly enough, what's best for the NFL? Deshaun Watson on the field. And I'll be honest with you, the, the whole independent thing now, because you know they're going to give them more, now you're going to get nothing. Now you're going to get nothing. Because now it's going to go back to another judge that's going to look at all this evidence and say, hey, well, this judge said nothing happened. And you believe that something happened. Or this judge said there wasn't enough evidence. You believe there was. I'm looking at the same evidence that she's looking at. And there doesn't appear to be enough evidence. So then Deshaun Watson's going to get what? No games. And when he sues the NFL, he can still play this season. He can still play game one. Versus what? The Rams? Browns? Rams, I think it is. He'll be on the field. So now, if you're trying to hide this stigma of we don't want him on the field, we don't want him to be a part of this, the, 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 the organization, we don't, we don't want none of that, right? Now he's going to be a part of it. This season, beginning of the season, heading into the playoffs. Because this is going to take months to finish. Probably longer than the NFL season is. This is not going to be something short. I think that, listen, do I think there was enough evidence? Do I think that he should be locked up? Do I think that, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to be real with you. I, I didn't follow the case enough to really pay attention, to, to really have a real opinion on. The only thing that I saw was, guess what? He seems like a creep. Seems like a weird dude. 
Seems like a dude I wouldn't want around my family. And, and the one thing that needs to be said here is even though there are payoffs, Deshaun has maintained that he's innocent. And guess what? Based on what the judge said, multiple judges have now said, I don't think that either of them has said he's guilty. Now, the payoffs are so that he can get back on the field quicker. And maybe there's some with NDAs and stuff. I, well, I'm sure they all come with NDAs. And, but but he's a weird dude. He's a creepy dude. He's all of this. He makes people uncomfortable. He should be penalized for that. But now you're taking the risk that he won't be penalized for that. Now you're taking the risk that he won't be penalized for that. Now you're taking the risk that he won't end up being found. The risk that he won't spend time off of the field. It needs to be more. <laughs> I knew he was diabolical when he had Mia Khalifa playing door basketball in a maid's outfit. Yeah, that man is dangerous out there. That's a different kind of, that's a different level of guy right there. But y'all get what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like if I'm going to look at trying to bring somebody down or get somebody out of the league or get somebody, like, If I go to this independent arbiter, which is in the system that I set up, that was agreed upon by the CBA, that all, all of these things, right? And they come up with a decision, and you undermine that decision, now we know the system doesn't work. Because guess what? Now, everybody knows that it's just going to go to you. It's going to be your decision at the end of the day. Now you know what you did? You added an extra step. Remember before on situations like this, right? It just went straight to Roger Goodell. If that was going to be the case, then why add in the extra step? Because now guess what? It's going to go to Roger Goodell. There's, there's, that's, that's, that's how this thing ends. That's how this thing comes down. That's how it finishes out. Roger Goodell makes a decision. You just added extra steps. You added extra time. You kept him out of training camp for a little while. That's all you did. You kept him out of training camp for a little while. Meanwhile, right? There's all this smoke for him. Meanwhile, Robert Kraft, who was actually convicted, who was actually found guilty, never missed a day of work. What's up with the hypocrisy in this situation, man? What's going on? See that? That's the owner? Owner? Player. And I get it, right? Owner's got more money, got more power? Absolutely. 
But where was Roger Goodell in that situation, right? You, you want to get into a war with them over deflating footballs, but, but in that situation, where was Roger Goodell? Where was that independent arbiter? Where was the, where was the judge? Where, was the, where, where were all those guys? When, when, when he pleaded guilty, when he was found guilty, the owner of a team, Where was Roger Goodell? Because my God, don't let them tape football games. Don't let them tape another team's practice. It's all hypocrisy, bro. It's irritating. It's stupid. It's annoying. It's dumb. The NFL, to me, is, is run dumb. But that tells you how great football is because you know what? It, it's it's going to be, no matter what happens in this situation, guess what? We're going to enjoy football all, all year. Yeah, I mean, no matter what happens with this situation, we're going to watch football all year. No matter what. All these high horse people that have come out since Deshaun has been, oh, I'm never going to forget. I'll never do him. Shut up. You're going to be sitting there watching them games right with us. Cry, baby. Uh, Don't forget Jerry Jones. Hey, bro, all of them. All of them. Hypocrisy. And I'm not saying what any of them do is right. But a decision was made on Deshaun Watson. And because you don't feel it's the right one, now we've got to go into a whole new situation with this. A decision was made. We didn't even get to the point where we was talking about decisions with Robert Kraft and no, no, no. So that's 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 kind of my Deshaun take for the day, man. I ain't gonna lie. It, it, mad irritating to me, man. Mad irritating. Then didn't want to finish it out. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening to me, man. Uh, these, these these are just my ravings at this point. You know what I'm saying? We talked about the Bears schedule in the first hour of the show. Check that out if you guys didn't uh, didn't listen to that. I got the Bears going nine and eight, finishing off the season. Um, so I'm sure that'll spark some uh, some some outrage and people saying that I'm an idiot, and then there'll be some people that'll saying, "Oh, he this guy gets it." Then yeah, that's okay. I live like that. Uh, and then uh, you know, just breaking down the Deshaun Watson uh, situation. <laughs> Keep raising my cable. I'm all radio, huh? Uh, pretty sure Jerry still owns that big house in Mississippi somewhere. Relax. Um, hey man, want to finish this off? with um talking about this this is kind of this has been a, a serious podcast after the uh after the, the football talk wasn't it uh talk finish this off with talking about where i believe the uh the the WNBA is going and the situation with Brittany Griner so Brit- Brittany Griner and we were talking about this in the discord if you haven't joined the discord check out uh the conversation over in the discord just click that link that's in the chat and uh, you'll be able to join up. 
Brittany Griner was found guilty of drug possession and smuggling in Russia, a Russian court outside Moscow. Griner has been sentenced to nine years in prison. The true length of her detainment will be determined by negotiations on a prisoner swap between the U.S. and Russia. So that's that's really what it is um, where she is now. In Russia, she's been sentenced. She had to be sent. This is the part that I want people to understand. She had to plead guilty. She had to be sentenced for her to go to, uh, uh, um, for her to be a part of a prisoner swap. So she's now been sentenced. She'll probably be home within 30 days, I would I would assume, right, with this whole situation. But here's here's my biggest issue, and, and, and it makes me sad, and it's a bigger issue for me because... The WNBA, I believe we're getting to a point where this league will not be able to stand on its own in these markets. They're going to have to figure something out, merge with another league or something, but they're not going to be able to stand on its own. Why was she over there? She was over there to make more money. She was over there to play. She was playing basketball over there. There's a lot of people that go play basketball over in Russia and make twice as much, three times as much, four times as much money as they make here in the in the WNBA. And I understand it's a revenue shares thing. I understand, I understand everything that goes into it, right? But you have to find a way. We we talk about the NFL getting out of its own way. You have to find a way to get out of your own way. Paying attention to this league this season, and listen, you cannot say there has not been advertisement for it. They have put out advertisement on ESPN. They've got games on ESPN, regular ESPN. They're getting games on ESPN, too. They are pushing the WNBA right now. Heavily. And guess what? you still find ways to make your league not entertaining. You want to know what I watched yesterday? I was watching the WNBA game. Got the halftime. Not one breakdown of the game. We were talking about issues across the world. Nobody was breaking down the WNBA game. Nobody was breaking down the basketball that was being played on the field, on the court, still in football mode. Nobody. Nobody was talking about the basketball game because we need to talk about bigger issues right now. Huh? We're watching a basketball game. I enjoy the WNBA. I enjoy the WNBA more than most people. I think that these ladies are incredibly talented. I think that it's more skilled basketball. I think that there's a ton of skill set that's going that, that, that people don't see because when they turn on the game, it's not a well-put-together product around the game. You want to know why watching NBA on ESPN on a Friday night is so entertaining because it's a show. I know Jalen Rose. I know Stephen A. Smith. I know uh, it's a show. It's, it's a product. You have to put something together. 
and you put together such a subpar product around a great product and you think that it's just going to work. It's not. The basketball itself is entertaining. For the people to be like, oh, uh, there's no dunks, and I don't want to see basketball without dunks. And like, what, what are the dunks you're looking for? Like, half the dunks that happen in an NBA game are, are rim grazers. You get a couple of dunks a game that might be an, oh, my God, that's a crazy dunk, maybe, right? Like, I'm going to be real with you. Seeing Zach Levine do a 360, while it is impressive in feet to do, I'm so used to seeing Zach Levine do a 360 at this point. It's not that crazy. So if you're worried about the dunks, like you're just a moron that hasn't actually sat down and watched the game. Because if you enjoy the game of basketball, it's actually a really good game of basketball. It's actually a down-to-the-wire entertaining game of basketball. But the product around the game is terrible. The pregame shows at times, the the halftime shows, the post games, the that that all matters. You want to know what the best part of some of this NBA stuff is? It's four dudes sitting around that's supposed to be breaking down a game that are just having a good time. How how much basketball analysis have you seen get broken down on NBA on TNT? It's just an entertaining game. It's just fun. It's ha them having a good time. It's four guys that we all know sitting together. You're telling me you can't put together a panel that has four WNBA players that everybody really enjoys? Or three? And, a, and, a, and somebody that can, that can run it? Like, how do you... It, it, sports in itself is entertaining. But the game that or the 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 money that is made is everything that's built around the sport itself. Everything. NBA on TNT is barely like if you want to go with the let's not do basketball breakdown, they touch everything. They touch on social issues. They touch on the game. They touch on being funny and just having a good time. They touch on uh, uh, um, what's going on in the world at times, if there's something major that has happened. they I mean, dog, I, I've had some of, like, when you look at great moments in time, just Ernie Johnson breaking down different things that have happened around the world, those are great moments in sports talk. It's every, It's all of that that goes into making a great product. And I went on this whole tangent to say that the reason that the revenue streams aren't higher and that they're going overseas to play basketball where women's sports is pushed more and respected more Is because you can't get the product right in a country that is built around media. Be honest with me. Be honest with me. Everybody in here. 
I don't know how many people stuck around. We have a WNBA conversation right now. Probably not many. How many in here? 60 people in here. Tana in the chat. What's good, my boy? Tana been a Breeze super fan for eight months. Shout out to you, Tana. Appreciate that love, man. Hey, if you guys want to join up with Tana and, and join the Breeze super fan, man, I would appreciate that very much, man. It does support the show. does help you guys support me as well. Join up on there. You get custom emojis. You get some exclusive content. We're going to be starting a uh, some exclusive content uh, 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 for Breeze super fans members where we're going to be doing a all 22 breakdown every week of what the Bears are going to be doing. So it it it's it's... Uh, it's it's worth it. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be much more worth it to be a Breeze super fan outside of just having the uh, the little emoji thing. But honestly, how many times, how many times have you seen a clip of something from the WNBA outside of just the players? And I follow a lot of NBA content outside of the game. How many times have you seen a clip of hilarious breakdown? How many times have you seen a clip of uh, uh, um, just just analysis of guys having fun, guys talking about the game, guys giving their opinions on the game? And, and it could be women. You know what I mean? How many times? Because I've seen a random Charles Barkley clip pop up on my timeline. I've seen a random clip from Stephen A. Smith pop up on my timeline. I've seen a random Wilbon clip. I've seen a random uh, 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 Jalen Rose clip. If I didn't watch the games, I wouldn't even know half the people that are covering the WNBA. Steve, I see Lisa Dunk once a year. Facts. <laughs> I still got it. So, right, like, that's that's the reason why I, why I talk about, like, it's a league that I enjoy. It's a league that I love, but it, it, it's so much to me about the product that you put around it. And the product that you're putting around this is that men refuse to support the WNBA. And so now... We have to find a way to get more women to support the WNBA. Have y'all ever been to a WNBA game? Who's there? I've been to it. I've been to a Sky game. Who do you see? Do you see it filled up to the brim with women? Or do you see a bunch of dads with their daughters trying to get them to grow a love for the game? Because dads understand that sometimes seeing your daughter or seeing seeing somebody that looks like you, that, that is growing up with the same struggles that you're growing up with, that is on a court playing that sport will make you love that sport. And Cache, with this comment here. The NBA should promote the WNBA. Now that streaming is popular, they should be all over social media. That's on the WNBA. That's it. It's its own league. What is the NBA promoting the WNBA going to do for the WNBA? Give it more looks? Get it more retweets? The WNBA has a Twitter. 
The WNBA has all the same social media outputs that the NBA has. The WNBA has money. It's not as much, but I'll tell you what. You can do a lot of promotion with a million dollars. It doesn't even have to be TV promotion. A million dollars in social media promotion goes a long way. There can't be this thought process along the WNBA that we're not building it up enough. Because the play on the court is great. So why can't you find a way to make your shows more entertaining? And these are shows. Yes, there's a game that's being played, but you have to put shows around it. And that's why there's not as much revenue. That's why you see ladies go overseas. That's why you see them making twice as much money overseas. You can't figure out how to get your game popular here. And that's a problem, and I have a problem with that. Don't tell me there's not girls playing basketball. Don't tell me there's not girls that don't love basketball. Don't tell me there's not women that don't play basketball. Don't tell me there's not women that don't love basketball. I know them. I hoop with them. I play with them. I talk to them. Talk basketball with women almost every day. And there's some of them that don't enjoy watching the WNBA. that don't tune into the Chicago sky. You got to fit. They got to figure that out. They got to figure that out because I'm going to be real with you. The fact that they can go overseas and make three, four times as much money. You're in trouble. You're going to get to a point where this league is going to end up folding. Honestly, you're going to get to a point where this league is going to end up folding. The WNBA or the NBA may may help it along a long time and may keep it alive. So that j- just to say that we have a league where women can come into and play, and I think that there's going to be some things. I-, I think it's heading in the right direction game wise. I do. I think the talent wise is headed in the right direction. There's talent on almost every team. I don't know about expanding right now. I would say focus on the teams that you have. But there's talent on almost every team, and 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 I just feel like that's there's. There's a lot to be said about where where the WNBA is going game-wise. But the product around the WNBA is terrible, and I'm sorry. That's, that's, a, that's, that's on the WNBA for putting out a bad product around what's on the, on the court. It's a bad product. You can't build a booth for these guys. I built this. For like 90 bucks. Can't give me a booth. You can't give me a, yeah, I mean.
Cache says, Pat, I don't have Twitter. I don't see anything about the WNBA on YouTube. I just found a separate channel for, from a CHGO podcast. I agree. There's not enough YouTubers covering it. But you know what? The product where... The, the reason the YouTubers aren't covering it is because there's not enough people that are going to YouTube to look for that. There are WNBA highlight clips that have less videos than I... That have less views on the videos than I do. There are WNBA videos on, online from the WNBA that have less views than I do. In a on a channel where or on a on a platform where I can pay to advertise my product to people. Yeah, you know I'm saying all these ladies that that go out there and watch the Warriors. Why are you watching the Warriors? Like you like basketball? There's a ton of ladies that love basketball. Ton of ladies that love basketball. But they're not watching the WNBA either. Go look at a lot of them games, man. I've been to the games. I've sat in those stands. It's dads and their daughters that they want to learn about the game of basketball. You get a few sprinklings of ladies and stuff in there, but it, it's it's not like that. It's just not. Hey, man, that's my time for the day. I went 10 minutes over. Technically, I went under because I started late, but they got to figure that out. I, 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 I'm going to be covering the sky. Listen, cachet. I'm going to be covering the sky all, all playoff run. As far as they go, hopefully we're dealing with a repeat. Um... I'm going to be getting ready for, for live calling Bulls basketball. We're going to have uh, football getting ready to get cracking off, right? Like, I'm going to be covering it. If those dads had sons, would they still be there? No. Because I want my son to go to the watch the NBA games. Like, I'm going to take my daughter to that because my son's going to look at it and be like, oh, why are we here, right? Like, it, it's it's about identifying yourself with the sport. It's about figuring yourself out with the sport, right? Like, I'm I'm taking my daughter there because I want her to be able to identify herself. She can't identify with Stephen Curry. How's my daughter going to identify with Zach Levine? How's my daughter going to identify with, uh, 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 um, you know, DeMar DeRozan? She might enjoy watching them. But if I'm if I'm putting you in front of the, if I'm putting an audience in front of you, I want it to be the audience that enjoys you. And my daughter's going to enjoy the WNBA more than my son would. If I had a son. I have a daughter. But hey. Basketball is basketball, dude. Hoopers will watch both. Um, I, I agree with that. I watch the WNBA. I love the WNBA. I agree with that. But I'm talking, I'm just talking about growing up. Like, kids usually aren't just like, I grew up a hooper or I was born a hooper. Like, there's usually something that you see that identifies you with that sport that makes you start to have a love for that sport. 
if I take my, if I had a three-year-old son over there, he's not going to identify with women running around playing basketball. He might identify with DeMar DeRozan, with Zach Levine, with those guys. You know what I mean? Like, that's 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 the difference. That's the difference. Um, but, hey, <laughs> Steve-O, me, Pat, and Hayes ain't enough. Hey, that's a fact. We are the ones watching. I love it. Um, hey, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us, as always. Uh, hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. I'm going to clip this mug up. Uh, we've got a video dropping at probably at about 1.30, 2 o'clock. Um, probably about 1.30, so be on the lookout for that. I know a lot of you guys aren't getting notifications on our shorter videos. It's because you guys tune in with our longer content, and I appreciate you guys for doing that as well. So if you're not um, getting a the notifications, join in the Discord. We drop all the videos in there, or just keep keep an eye on the channel. We're dropping content four or five times a day now, so there's always videos on there. Um, so check that out. We got a Bulls video dropping uh, at one, I'm gonna say at one thirty. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it out here at one thirty, and then we've got a uh, we're gonna have some more Bears content dropping today. And make sure you guys check out the solo channels, man. If you want just Bulls content, if you want just Bears content, um, we got Chicago Bears breeze, we've got Chicago Bulls breeze. We're dropping that content over there as well. But as always, man, it's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again to continue watching our Chicago sports content. Click the links in the description below, or just go check the channel out for your boy, man. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.